0: There's something about basketball. There is a discipline that's in it that, like, I think everyone, whether you're a hooper or don't, even if you don't understand the game, there. when you look at a basketball court, you look at the lines. The lines are, 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 are straight. They make 90-degree angles, perfect 90-degree angles, perfect arches, perfect blocks, whatever the case may be. Like, this is a very methodical game. You know what I'm saying? It's a very methodical game, and I think, you know people don't know that and so like when I when they go out here and I you know I'm in an interview and I'm talking about it a lot of them you know like uh you know they don't think I'm gonna give them the proper answer they don't think that I have an experience to give them or anything but no this was a job dude like playing ball was a job I understood professionalism being on time there's a lot of things that I really had to take into account there you know what I'm saying I, I never wore a suit and tie but I had to walk around like if I wore a suit and tie
1: Welcome to the Experience Points Podcast, where myself, Josh Leontz, and my co-host, Anthony Baker, talk about our experiences and talk to others who have had or are having interesting experiences to help you and us level up in our knowledge and experiences. On this episode, Hank and I sit down and talk with Josiah Pope. Who is Josiah Pope? Someone who growing up was involved in a multitude of things, from playing basketball in all kinds of different sports, to instruments like violin, to doing things like theater and learning languages, This list goes on. As he went through high school, he would end up gravitating more towards basketball. and He would actually follow this path all the way to playing pro in leagues out of the country, and even the JBA, also known as the Junior Basketball Association. Started by, you may know him, entrepreneur and media figure Lavar Ball. In this conversation, we talk about so much, like Josiah's background and growing up in D.C. and the wide multitude of things that he did growing up, him gravitating towards basketball as a kid, eventually turning pro and the reality of playing pro basketball, his experience playing in the JBA, along with some of the ball stories, and his goals eventually shifting when he realized that playing basketball in the NBA was no longer his end goal. So we talk about this and so much more. So without further ado, here we go. Thank you for tuning in.
2: Welcome back to the Experience Points Podcast with myself, Anthony, also known as The Experience, and my boy Josh Leonge as my co-host. Thank you guys for coming back again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Today, today, um, we have a very special guest today. Um, This guy, he's a basketball player, kind of like us. He's been playing for since he was a kid he actually got much farther than I did um not too much farther than Josh though uh he played in the JBA he played for the Chicago Ballers and you know that's not all that's to him though but please go ahead and welcome our guest Josiah Pope um if you don't mind because you like you know I don't. I didn't give you the best resume but if you could Tell us a little bit about yeah, yeah. yourself. Matter of fact,
1: yeah, matter of fact, Josiah, go ahead and sound off on yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Um. So I, I'll try and give the, the, the medium version uh, of my life Bye. a little bit. But um. so, you know, my name is Josiah Pope, you know, born in Washington, D.C., raised, you know, born to a Trinidadian family, um, for a first generation Trinity American. My, you know, my family immigrated here um, back in the, I want to say, 50s, or 60s, something sometime around that you know, we've all settled pretty much the most part in the D.C. area. Um, So that's where I grew up. Um, You know, I went to multiple different schools, um, mostly mostly a lot of private schools in my life. That's just due to my mom, you know, really busting her back backwards for me, which really is a testament to a lot of the things where I am today and the things that I plan to accomplish. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I grew up in D.C. Um, You know, I I played a lot of sports when I was growing up. Actually, played pretty much almost every sport. I don't know. If you named it, I probably tried it. (laughs) <laughs> played it, tried it, mm-hmm. wore the outfit or something yeah. to it you know um yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah so i i um I did a lot of sports growing up I, you know my mom was you know foreign kept me in the books, kept me in the field, never really grew up with the t v or video games so um that was you know it was, it was it was it was the hard top or or the books um or the hard it was yeah, the yeah. hard top or the hardback, if you want to put it like that um oh yeah, yeah, you know so um mm-hmm. My Duke's definitely pushed me through that, and um, it got to a point, I guess, my senior year of high school where, um, you know, or junior year more or less, where I was, you know, at the time I was actually a baseball player. That was my number one sport. I was really good at it. I was going to lie. Yeah, out. yeah, I
1: saw on your IG. I saw you hitting baseball. Yeah, too,
0: yeah man. So back then, I, like, that was my real sport. I, 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 Everyone was convinced that I was I, I was on turn pro. Everyone was convinced, you know, hey, this kid's going, going, you know, this baseball is what this kid's going to do. And um, I had a growth spurt. That's what happened. Uh, and everybody, uh, yeah, you know, so, you know, when you hit that growth spurt and everybody sees you and they're like, oh, so you must play basketball. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. You who? Yeah. So, you know, you I, be hooping. So I started yeah. getting a lot of those.
2: What was it, yeah. What was, what was the growth spurt like? Like, did Dude, you go from 5'8 to like 6'5 or like did you?
0: It, it was, so I entered my freshman year of high school at 5'8. And okay. my fr- in my freshman year I grew from like five eight to I think like six one. Yeah. And then my sophomore year after Yeah. Then my sophomore year after that, I grew about another three inches. I went from like six one to like six four.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now we're at six more sophomore year. Right,
0: okay. right. And so I was I was lingering on that six four area for a while I think that was mostly in due to military school see my mom used to drop off loads of soy milk and all kinds of like almond milk and all kinds of things for me you know at, at boarding school so I mean I'd have like boxes of just milk sitting under my you know so mm-hmm. so um, yeah, yeah. so yeah you know I, I think that that's a large in part due to that um shout out to my mom for that that was huge but um yeah so once I got to I think I slowed down a little bit sophomore year at the end of sophomore right, year right. into into junior year, and then junior year to senior year, it went from like six four, six five to like a smooth six 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 seven, and and it just became like you know I started actually I guess getting a grip of my height, you know what I'm saying? understand how to move. Was, my a, was body. it a was
1: it a was it a coordinated six seven at first, or was it like an uncoordinated six seven?
0: Well, it was an, no no no. It was an uncoordinated five eight that yeah yeah because see. I was short, but I had really long limbs. So That's I used to. Oh. Yeah.
2: Okay, okay. So you were like. What's the comparison? You was right like thing? solid fingers, but with long arms. Right, right, right. Really?
0: So, like, I was. Uh, like, so when, you, when people used to see me run and st- like, I used to get clowned for the way I ran a lot. Because my legs and my arms were just like.
2: Yeah, the boy was an airbender. I know it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I
0: mean? So it it just never. It, it, it never happened when I was 5'8. You know, I never got to, I really never got to be the guard that I wanted to be at that age. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but as I started getting taller, um, somebody actually had brought that to my attention. One of my coaches was like, listen, son, like, you're growing. If you want to grow with the game, you're going to have to, you know, understand your body and, and really understand how to coordinate your body. So, yeah. So by the time I, by the time I got to about junior, senior year, I had hit my, my height. Um, to my height max um i might have you know put on maybe a half inch or so after that i don't know but um right, right. the growing after that oh it just became like filling out and putting on more weight because i was i was six 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 seven, but i was very skinny i was like 170 180 you know what i'm saying 185 i think 185 was the most i weighed in high school at my max height yeah
1: 185 or 185 one. 6 7 yeah yeah hey, it's okay.
0: 6 7 yeah that was a, yeah so you know I had I had a hard time putting on weight man I really did it was it was uh, it was a it was a it was a consistent everyday struggle to try and put on pounds like I would eat like like a horse like you know what I'm saying like just all day and right yeah, right but I was working out all day my body was different my body's weird you know I have you
1: know s- right, right, slim right.
0: family slim parents so I think that the weight didn't really fill out it didn't really fill out until I actually I actually turned pro and then I started really Work lifting the way that I needed to with the proper eating. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, um, right. And that helped me put on like the extra, you know, go from 185 to like 210. You know what I'm saying?
1: And at that point, that's I all, was, that's all 210, yeah.
0: yeah, at that point, and, and that was my, that was my peak. I was like, you know, 6'7", 210, 208, 210, and I was happy. That was a very, you know, very doable size for me.
1: Okay, right, yeah. and I mean, so then, so let me talk about, you know, you just you just talked about pro hooping. Right, and I mean just even talking to you, like I know like you're so many things, coder, data analyst, college student, pro athlete, coach at one point, businessman, right? I kinda wanna go back before all that. So you just t- you just talked about it in high school, but before that, like what was your what was your childhood like growing up? And two, like me and aunt, right? I know that you've been you've been consumed and been involved in the world of basketball. Like how did you grow what was your experience, right, uh, a relationship, like, with basketball growing up? And two, what was your, like, childhood, like, pre-high school?
0: Yeah, 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 that's that's a great um, great point to get into, man. Basketball, well, let, let me say this. Um, basketball was one of the first sports that I played. It was, I think, maybe the second or third behind soccer and baseball. Um, now a curiosity for basketball. I liked the game. The game was very fun. I liked, you know, the skill, the the through the legs, like that all way, you know, the the, the crossovers and everything. I mean yeah. A, yeah. and if you you
1: yeah right,
0: right, yeah. right. And if you're thinking back to like when we were coming up, this is this is, you know, this is the, the, the era of AI, young Kobe. I mean we mm-hmm. were seeing a lot of those moves coming out in the game, the crossovers, the spin moves, the and it was not ni- I mean it was right, s-
1: yeah. right right.
0: It was nice. So it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was great amazing. to see. Um, yeah. And so I started to gravitate to the game more. Um, my first coach actually was um, Mike Wildthing Wilson, actually. He was a former Globetrotter and actually holds the, the dunk world record uh, for the, the highest dunk. And, yeah, so he was my, my first coach um, at a camp called Headfirst in, in, um, in D.C. And it was great because, yeah, it was great because um, he, one, it was like, you know, it was this guy who was like a star. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you hold the. Yeah, I mean, he's a high jumper that's dunking. Yeah, you know what I'm and <laughs> not just and not just I, at that age. I mean, I was you know I was relatively smart at a young age, so I, I understood the. I understood that ten feet and twelve feet were two very different things. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Like you jumping yeah. two feet higher than the dudes that's doing this on TV.
2: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: So
0: <laughs> like... I'm intrigued by default, bro. I'm just I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um so you know, yeah. I got to playing, and um I think you know he he pushed my mom, he talked to my mom a lot, and um was like, you know you know get your son in the game, like I can tell you know he he had a night a gravitation towards me, and actually ended up coaching me for like two years later, um, even as a kid, I think growing up black and, and and I went to mostly white schools, I went to schools where I was sometimes one of eight black kids in my graduating class, maybe one of three mm-hmm. black kids in my grade, you know what i'm saying yeah um mm-hmm. So, being in that environment, you know, in a very affluent environment where you're not, you know, you're not part of the cloth, um, yeah. was, 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 was definitely um, um, different for me. I mean, kids, you know, I was a black kid, kids, like, you, you play basketball, you know, play basketball. They pick you up on the team, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, we want Josiah. And I'm you. I wasn't really, that, as, I, as I said again, I really was never that good. I liked the game, I made good right. decisions, but I had work. I had a lot of work that I needed to be done. Um, but I just kept getting put in these positions throughout life, you know, to play the game. So, mm. you know, basketball became that thing. And over time, you know, I started playing with my friends. That's actually where I really developed a lot of my friendships. A lot of the kids that I'm friends with today from elementary school even. I've got kids who um, I talk to from elementary school today.
2: Yeah, that's us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we got We have a whole... We have a whole group that's basically on the foundation of basketball. Right. And 2K.
1: But, but yeah. Like, that's how I met Ant. Me and Ant yeah. used to play. We actually played back in seventh grade. Was that it? Yeah, seventh, seventh grade. grade. Seventh grade. Seventh we grade. actually met in this, in a league that we were hooping in back in seventh yeah. grade. Right. Right. And I think. Still did friends. We both, today.
2: Did, we, did we both just happen to move here, too, at the yeah. same time? Yeah. Yeah. So, we yeah. both had moved here. We joined this church league, and that's
1: how. We and then worked. we met through hooping, right? Yeah, exactly. right. So like, just like you. So now Josiah, like, we're talking about you growing up hooping, right? Yeah. At the same time, though, that's not all you did. Like, you did a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, man. Right, growing up, right, yeah. like you know, from you know, childhood, high school, stuff like that. So I want you, like, talk to me about that, cause I heard, you know, I heard you can speak Mandarin. Yeah. So um, yeah, well, your drawing?
0: Uh Oh, Oh, yeah, see already, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, see, but yeah, man, I so uh, to delve into that, basketball was, um, it was good, but uh, coming up, like, as I said, there's a lot of stuff going on. My mom made sure I was busy, I, I did not have a free minute in the I mean, I'm telling you, I didn't have a free minute in the week, like. If you if y'all knew me younger, y'all were like, "Yo, Josiah, like, you want to come over and play with this new Lego set I got?" Nah, I'm sorry, bro. I I got like three different practices this week, four different travel games. I got a violin recital, you know, at school that I got to be back there. At. It was just no time, man. And I appreciate it. I love her for that. And I, I I if I go back, I wish she would take even more time away from me, um, because that kept me active and honestly like mm-hmm. it, 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 it kept me active and I'm always now that I'm an adult I'm always looking to be active but I hate not having something to do so um, you know I, I learned to play the violin man that was one of the, that was one of the um, actually it was like my first well behind the piano it was my first instrument um, it was the one that I actually took seriously um, so I think in the, the was it fourth grade I picked up the violin and um, I hated it as a matter of fact I hated it I hated it I, I wanted to do you know, I was a child, I wanted to express myself. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Um right, right. next I begged my mom, "Could you could could I play the cello? I really like the cello. Like I would love to play the cello." Um, "No, son, that's just not going to work. You're playing the violin. I, I don't want you carrying a big cello, you know, on the metro to school." That was her excuse. So, I took it and I had to run with it. So I ran with it. Mm. And I ended up really falling in love with it the violin aside from sports was a very mean outlet for me and it was an outlet in a, in a different way um sports is one thing you know you 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 have that physical exertion right and that's that's great you can physically drain yourself you can get that energy and everything out of you um right. what i was what i think i you know was suffering from and suffered a lot from as a kid and why music was so good for me was I needed to be able to kind of quiet my mind, you know? I needed to mm. be able to quiet my brain and and, and slow down mm. my brain and also train my brain, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, And I think the violin was a, a great way for that. It was actually an outlet for me for the deeper thoughts that, the deeper feelings that I couldn't get out um, via basketball, you know what I'm saying? I used to sit up. Right, right, right. I would sit up and I would play the violin I mean I'd practice pieces if I you know if I was working on a piece for uh, a recital or um, you know a concert I would sit up there man and I would play hours hours I, you know hours on end um, till right, 2, right. 3 in the morning sometimes to the point where my mom would get upset um, like you gotta shut it down man like you gotta because I, I used to do it because I wanted to be good I, my, you know I had this uh, there was this con- you know consensus in the family you know if, you, if you're not first you last man that's that's, that's what it was so Ricky Bobby yeah Yeah. Ricky Bobby for sure so you know for me it was I needed to be first violin because when I first started playing the violin I was second violin my mom was like what's that second violin we we, we don't (laughs) like second um so I said fine all right ma you're not proud of me that's cool I'm gonna work I'm gonna work hard um so I played that I mean I played that thing I, I I still have callus I haven't played the violin in maybe two years yeah about two years two and a half years I still yeah, have calluses yeah. on my fingertips from playing. That, that just never went away throughout my my entire right, right. time. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
0: But yeah, the, the violin really became um, a, a way for me to really work hard at something. And there were kids that were better than me, very better than me. I had this one kid, Justin Kim, um, who was a great ahead of me. He was, you know, first violin, first cheer. I mean, he was right. shredding,
1: killing it, killing it, killing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, killing the game. You know, and I'm just like ah. How am I ever going to catch up to this kid? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, um, you know, I had another black kid in my in my in my class, Noah Gear, who uh, you know, I love Noah cuz Noah was uh, Noah Noah took like almost every class with me. And so, if that puts into perspective, he was like my nemesis. He was, my, he was one of my closest friends. Oh,
1: okay, okay, okay.
0: Closest okay. friends.
2: But he, was also, he was also the Sasuke to you, Naruto. Yes,
0: exactly. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Like, he was definitely my nemesis. My, 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 my boy, for sure. We played basketball together. We played soccer together. We played football together. We, we, we did violin together. We did plays together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that dude right there was my, like... Like, Justin Kim was like, okay, that's what I look like. That's what I look like when I'm really good. And then Noah yeah, was yeah. like my like my short-term, you know, competition. Right, like, right. yeah, 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 yeah. And I got to go ahead and beat you. And he was good. Yeah, he so was a talented. Yeah,
2: the goal, the goal was Justin Kim, um, but you always was trying to beat Noah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 you yeah.
0: know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, it's like it, your Naruto reference is perfect. It's like you knew something yeah. bigger was out there.
2: Yeah, but right now,
0: let me just for right now, I need to beat this guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what that's. I mean, that's that's what that was for me, man. Was, um, it was it was it was discipline. It was competition. It was um. It was peace. It was tranquility. It was there was a lot of things that I received from from you know from playing the violin. But aside from the violin, man, I mean, there was, there was a lot of things, man, that that, that that I did as a kid, man. I mean, I, I, I was big into robotics in middle school. I loved robotics a lot. Um, mm. My middle school um, at Landon, um, they did a really good job of, like, promoting the sciences to us in, um, in middle school. Yeah. Um, and that, I, that was when I really grasped onto my love for the sciences, I think, was definitely, definitely, definitely middle school um right right we were we were doing little coding projects we were learning how to code um code our robots movements for our robots in the sixth grade you know what i'm saying like this was these are crazy things i think uh, that same kid right. I'm, I'm gonna mention his name again noah gear we uh <laughs> noah gear and i were, were we're partners for a project you know what i'm saying and this was this was this is how we used to do each other bro it was really bad dude like like instead of like trying to be the competition we would like be like all right well We're gonna be on the same team. And I'm gonna do the, and we're gonna see who's gonna do the best work for the project. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, it was one of those type of things. It was never like, and again, it was no hard feelings towards him, but we knew that we were both good. Mm -hmm. We knew we were both some of the only black kids. We knew that we were always chasing each other. So it was like, why, why not? You know what I'm saying? why wouldn't we yeah, yeah. partner up on these things like that so we did a we did a project that ended up winning um in our school for the robotics competition and we ended up going to um the like Maryland all state um robotics competition or something like that it was great it was fun I See
2: how casually he's just you know, oh yeah we ended up just going to the all-state competition for our robotics yeah you know <laughs> yeah okay but i mean yeah. you guys are building robots in middle school and you want to know building what i was doing grade. in middle school yeah i was i was trying to pass physics like,
0: <laughs> like I, yeah yeah but you know I, I was yeah man i mean for me in middle school was like where's the challenge like you know i was itching for the challenges, man. Um, right, yeah. and I think that, that, that attitude really led me to, 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 go down the other path that I did in life with basketball, um, with analytics. I mean, like, I just, I always need to be challenged. And I felt like, you know, if I'm always challenged, I'll never be bored. You feel me? Mm. Yeah. So um, words of yeah, yeah, yeah. the wise right
2: there. Yeah, you know, pick yeah, up yeah. something you ain't never gonna be there, the, um, even if it's 50, yeah. What's 000?
1: that? Yeah, what's that phrase with the uh, with the you know what's that phrase? Uh, iron iron sharpens iron. Uh, iron sharpens iron. Yeah, but that was that was but that was for him and
2: Noah. Look, 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 look. My boy Josiah was trying to be Hokage, and Noah was trying to block his shine. You know what I'm saying? Right. He always had somebody to beat, but like. It was bigger than just him beating him. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to be Okage. Right. I hear it. Right. Like, I feel it.
0: Like you know how like 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 you know how the village had like you had your you had your uh, your Kiba and your and your um and, yeah and, and you had all the you know you know you had your side characters and they were good. Oh, you see? Don't get me wrong, they're tough. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, yeah, they 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 cold, you know, and they own right. You feel me? But when we talk about like 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 Kiba and the race to Hokage, bro, come on, be for real, bro. You, yeah, but be re- be realistic, right? Like, there's levels I mean, to like, this. There's levels to this. Yeah. So so you know, Noah Noah and I, we we weren't a side character. We weren't hanging with you know in them. Yeah. We were yeah. we we were up here like. I'm going to be Hokage. No, I'm going to be Hokage. So, you know, it... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was good for the both of us, man. I I think that, um... that is.
2: I think, you know... Competition is really good for humans, I think. And it's definitely good for kids. Because, like, you know, it teaches... It teaches them. Like, you know... Yeah, man.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah, no. It's really good.
0: I mean, I was never one... I was never a big fan of, um... What's it called? Um... Is it effort trophies? No, what do they call it? Uh, uh, participation trophies. Med- That's what it is, yeah.
2: Participation trophies, yeah.
0: I, you, if you gave me one of those, it was getting thrown away. And I have a lot of medals. I got a lot of medals. I got a lot of yeah. trophies. If you gave me yeah. a participation medal, it was getting left where you handed it to me. I don't want a prize for participation. That's the bare minimum. That's right, the right. requirement. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. You know? And so... You want to win. Right, right. And, um, and that was, I mean... That was that was the game. That was the name of the game, man. And it really helped propel me um, in so many different things. Understanding it from multiple different aspects as well, not just sports, but understanding it, you know, from mm. school, from a school level, you know, you know, I wanted to be the top of my class. Understanding it from a musical level, I wanted to be the best violinist. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, just being able to understand discipline from these multiple different ways you know understanding work ethic understanding a hustle understanding what it takes to be good and be right, the yeah. best at something
2: um from what i've heard you've yeah you've had a run in the jba and you've had uh some time uh playing professional ball mm-hmm. um could you yeah could you speak on that Did
1: you what <clears throat> well, yeah yeah what? actually Ann, i want to ask about that because fast forward and you and i remember or i like you know back in what was it 20 18 ish mm-hmm. right you know we heard about you know first of all the barball ball was on a tear put just oh, well, in I terms mean, of in terms of in terms it? of in terms of publicity the man oh, was yeah. on a tear like you know Whoa, since you know okay. since 2016 right you know all that stuff right talking about I'm the not sons gonna call right
2: i'm I'm going to call it the best executed marketing scheme of all time. Okay.
0: <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't wrong, man. You ain't wrong. It was great. It was marvelous. I mean, seriously, like Microsoft, somebody needs to hire LeVar Ball. Like,
2: Yeah, somebody needs to talk to LeVar and put him on their marketing team. Honestly, honestly. He could be, I mean, he he could be making more than his in. sons. I'm telling you, he could be yes. making more than his sons. <laughs> he could be.
0: He could be. <laughs>
1: Like, but. but, but yeah, I mean, to, to and, yeah, go, yeah, ahead, go yeah. ahead, Josh, my bad. And like, yeah, so like, yeah, so like, once again, like, we, you know, we hear about this, right, you know, the man was on like, I remember, I remember when he was on first take back then, like mm-hmm. all that like stuff going on, right, so now 2018 rolls around, he started BBB, you know, big baller brand, and then now I hear he's starting the league, and so fast forward and connecting back to you, you graduated high school, right? You're still hooping. You're getting ready to go pro, and you end up playing in this league. What was that experience like,
0: dude? The experience, one word, phenomenal. Um, mm. and one word, phenomenal. Experience of a lifetime, man. Um, and I, I, I'll get into like first. Let me start you off on how I got there, because like how I got there was like, yeah. Let's do that. Let's back up a little bit. We
2: did jump in. <laughs> yeah. Because,
0: <a> yeah. <laughs> like, cause, so, you know, fast forward to, you know, fast forward through high school. I'm hooping, I'm hooping, I'm hooping. And to be honest, I'm not getting, the, to make it short, I'm not getting the offers that I'm I'm looking for. I got a lot of interests. I got a lot of, you know, I got a lot of coaches talking to coaches. You know, this, there's there's chatter going on, things like that. Um, But, you know, I'm not getting... The, the the offers that I really wanted to now, mind you, um, before that I was unknown. Like, be, like before I I started getting known in the city a little bit with hooping, and my mm. my junior senior year, but before that i um, unknown, unheard of, not unknown. I'm not gonna say unknown because I actually played with a lot of a lot of kids, a lot of dudes who some are in the league now. Um, back right, in, right.
1: I mean, like, you play with, what, like, because in that, in that league, you were at, what was it, the, what was it, what was that league called back in high school that had a, uh, your high school, your high school league uh, at Markel full Oh, 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 the WCAC, oh, yeah. Go? Oh WCAC. Yeah, yeah
0: so, so, oh. um, yeah, the W, the WCAC, you know, that's, that. first, let's start, let me start by saying this. D.C. basketball is very different than a lot of places. The DMV and the basketball environment, heard. yeah it's extremely different, okay? I, I went out to I've been down to out to Cali, I've been down to California, I've seen it in Texas. You know what I'm saying? I've seen the I've seen it in Chicago. The DMV has a very different set of rules when it comes to hoop and especially at the high school level here. There I I've never seen so much talent accumulated in one city on the hardwood. And mm. and Mind you, you know, I was cool with Mello and shit, and I, I told Melo, you know, at, w- one day when we were in Vegas, I was like, listen, bro, love you, bro, love your game, it is great, but if you were to grow up in my city, you wouldn't have all the clout that you have right now. I let him know that, real, real talk, just, you know, man to man, I was like, if you, if you had played on the other side of the country, in my city, it'd be a completely different story for you. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. the 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 game is different we know I mean, I'm sure I'm sure y'all know this the games change wherever you uh, as you as you travel around the. US you know what I'm saying you got the New York the New York ballers who are very dribble heavy you know what I'm saying they, they yeah, gonna, yeah yeah they're gonna jelly you at the rim they're gonna finish you in the right, cup right, they're gonna right. talk that talk yeah, yeah. they're very great yeah,
1: if, if you ever played 2k uh for anybody you know listen play 2k River City yeah 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 so you know yeah. you,
0: you go out to Cali you got you know, you got your pretty, you know, your pretty boys. I call them the pretty so boys.
2: Sunset ballers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ballers. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They they
0: want to they want to hit the mm-hmm. trays and the, uh, and the little floaters, yep. and I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. But again, like it's now DC is different. Like DC takes like almost everything and really just mashes it into one. I mean, you the first thing here is the guard play here is very different. The guard play here is 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 like a mix of of New York with like its own twist. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. is that, that dog mentality is, is, is here in DC. You know what I'm saying? Every, like to, to hoop at the high school level in this, you have to have a dog mentality in you. You, you won't make a high school team in the city anywhere. If you're not uh, if you're not a dog, you know what I'm saying. If you're not hungry, like every kid that I know, every kid that I know that played in the W.C.A.C., the I.A.C., the D.C.I.A.A., any of those top conferences in the D.M.V. I mean, these are uh, yeah. these are conferences that are also renowned, renowned around the around the country. The W.C.A.C. has been talked about as maybe the most difficult high school athletic conference in the country for any sport.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, um. You know, we're talking we're talking, you know, in that in that class you had in high school or just in that era, I mean you had people like I mean, I'm gonna leave off a whole bunch of names and please fill them in for me. But Mark Hill Chris Chris Likes, yeah. like the list goes on. Yeah, and yeah, on and on. yeah, yeah. VJ
0: King, Alani yeah. Moore. VJ. Um we had yeah. we had what's his name from uh, Joe Hampton the year before me. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you
2: Yeah, I forgot I forgot about Joe Hampton. He was on uh the last the yeah, last chance you. Yeah. Yep. Actually, one of my chance, one of my yeah,
0: former yeah. teammates was on there with him as well. Um, one of my former mm. high school teammates, Marquise. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, tall, light yeah. skinned dude. But mm. um, but anyways, so back to, back to the topic though. You know, high school just it was looking rough. Also, um, I had I had some struggles in high school. So, um, the NCAA eligibility process, like all of that stuff, I didn't really have anybody helping me. Um. My coach was so worried about recruiting kids to the school and, I, and, and you know I, you know if he hears this or not one day like it's I'm not banging on him cuz like I understand what he was trying to do but um you know he was so focused on recruiting and trying to you know bring good kids to the school to bring a name up for the program you know what I'm saying oh, yeah. that he he somewhat lost um effect of all the other things that needed to be going on, like making sure your kids are NCAA eligible, you know what I'm saying? Like, really being right. on us, you know, really being us as a team about our study halls, things like that. So, I had, um, I had, I had some problems in high school. Now, it wasn't like really grades problems, but it was more or less assistance. Like, mm-hmm. nobody was walking me through the NCAA eligibility process. Nobody was, you know, helping mm-hmm. me with my Common Apps. My mom was really yeah. sick at the time in high when I was in high school. Um, she actually had a collapsed lung at that time. So she was recovering from that. So, oh, man. so yeah. Wow. So I just, um, I was really out there on my own. It came a point in time actually where I moved out of my mom's house to go live with my friend, um, KJ. He lived in a house uh, up here in Friendship Heights, very close to the high school. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he had a single mom and all she, you know, she was really good to him. All we ever did was just hoop and go back to his house and talk about basketball, watch basketball. Like, it was hoop, work out, go back to his house, hang out. And eventually, I, I low-key lived there for for part of, most of the season. Um, because, you know, things at home was just not it. And um, and I needed, like, I guess I was just needed some assistance. And, and my, my friend, my homie KJ at that time was like, you know, being at his crib was just a good form of guidance. It kept me out of the streets. kept me, you know what I'm saying, just, you know, at – the gym that we worked out at was right across the street from his house. School was a five-minute walk from his house. You know what I'm saying? So we we, right, yeah. we kept it like that. And it was about five or six of us, as I said, only about three of us ever really hooped in school. But the other three dudes that used to hang out with us would just, you know, they would work out with us. They really liked basketball as right, well, right, so yeah. they would work yep. with us. You know what I'm saying? So six dudes, and we that's all we ever did, you know, for for about a whole two years was just, you know, hoop, work out, Um but again, the guidance was missing, and you know, after um, school came around, graduation came around. I played in my last season at AAU. Now, right. this was important because this is what really helped, kind of. This is what really helped, kind of, help me make a name for myself. I ended up going to. Um, I ended up skipping a baseball practice that year. Actually, I, I, long story short, um, baseball and I fell off senior year of high school due to basketball. Um, and I ended up skipping a baseball practice and ended up quitting the team and stuff like that due to this. But um, for a AAU tryout for one of the top teams in the nation, I you know I saw Baltimore at that time. They called Baltimore Elite, um, and they were in the um, they were in the Adidas circuit. <clears throat> and so they were having tryouts. So I was like, okay, I'm about to go try out for Baltimore. I was trying out for all the top AAU teams in the area. I ended up going up there to Baltimore, man. I just bought my car that year, so I finally had a car. drove up to Baltimore on, like, barely any gas. And um, (laughs) went, tried out, and uh, definitely wasn't the best kid in the gym. I can tell you. Matter of fact, I'll let you know know who was in the gym at that time. Emmanuel Quickly was in the gym at that time. So, so, yeah. Um, Somehow... I made the team, man. Like, I made, like, the 13th roster spot or, like, 12th roster spot, something like that. I'm mm-hmm. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. You know what I mean? I'm grateful, man, because, like, you know, somebody saw something in me. They saw either I, – I really think it was my work ethic because, to be honest, I don't think that at the time, like – my skill was good. My skill was very good, and I think that I could have definitely, like, played at the collegiate level. That wasn't a problem. But, like, you know – well you're playing with, you know, we're playing with, with with arguably the number one point guard in the nation. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
0: The, yeah. yeah. That <laughs> that changes things. Like you gotta be ready. It humbles you. It does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does. And especially now that you know you're about to be playing against competition, you're gonna have eyes yeah. on you. Yeah. Yeah. So um so I went in there, did that, made the be more elite team. Um, with, to my to my surprise, man. So that was huge for me. Um and I ended up getting to travel. You know, with them in the circuit. I mean, we we went we went everywhere, dude. You know what I'm saying? It was you know the Adidas circuit, right, man. We right, went, right, yeah. You know, four days. You know, four days out the week, every every week of the summer, we were somewhere playing. You know, at a tournament, and um, like that. That I mean, that season, man. Honestly, that season
1: gave you. It gave you. First of all, you probably got a lot better, and then it also yeah. gave you recognition too. Yeah. Right yeah. to that point where you know from you know originally you like starting high school where it was like not that many people at, at that at that name in terms of like coaches and stuff like that and prospects for pro or even college ball knew your name to the point where now you jump forward in that short period of time what a season right a high school season and the AAU season right now now it's now things are starting to kind of get rolling
0: right right exactly so you know fast forward a little bit now you know past the past AAU, um. You know, I've garnered interest. A lot of coaches. This, this, this was the thing that I was having. People hadn't mm-hmm. seen enough of me. Nobody really knew much about me. You know what I'm saying? And it's like,
2: would you just not get enough burn? Or I was, you? I was.
0: Well, towards the, towards the. You know, I guess I want to say towards when live period started. That's when, when live period kicked in. That's when I really started getting mm-hmm. my minutes. And I, I wasn't mad about it. Um but I, I was actually happy about it because we knew that dudes like Emmanuel had his offer set already, yeah. you know, right. no need for him to be playing during the live period. You got offers from Duke, Kentucky, da already, you're good. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So, um, you know, during the live period, that's where it really stands out, and that's the time when coaches are really looking because they can talk to you and stuff like that. Um, mm. That's where I, my minutes started getting up, and I always, bro, like, my gameplay has always been doing things that nobody else does in the game of basketball, so I'm the dude that's taking charges, I'm the dude that's, you know, I, I, I'm the dude that's playing lockdown defense, bro. I'm the dude that's setting off-ball screens. Like, I did everything that I know that my teammates who were really good and elite wouldn't do. The shit that the coaches were trying to get them to do, like, bro, you got to learn how to play off the ball. You got to learn how to, you know what I'm saying? I made
1: Stuff that you'll be doing in college and in pro.
0: Right. Yeah. So I made sure that, like, all right, I might not have the best jump shot, the flashiest handles, but I'm going to let you know what I can do. I'll take a charge.
2: Yeah, you gonna know I, the game I, of basketball.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen. And that, that's yeah. what got me. That's what got me far. So I started getting, you know, interest in schools. Some juco's were looking at me, um, mm. but a lot of the D one schools that were looking at me were low, were low major. And um, um, I was about to get an offer from Bryan University. My NCAA eligibility messed that over, messed that up for me because I didn't re- do my eligibility the right way earlier in the season. I Ooh. wasn't eligible to receive any sort of scholarship so now at this point I have to walk on wherever I go which is fine I have no problem with that um, Farley Dickinson another place was looking you know possibly walk on that no okay um, um, Central Connecticut State like the, you know all all you know low major d1 schools um, and then um, I started looking at prep school I was like well maybe I'll do prep school route. Looked at it, was like, you know, should I do a PG year? No. Went on, I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to do the community college route. I, I, for me, I felt well, like yeah. JUCO was a better route for me because I could have gotten to a higher major than just going straight to, you know, yeah. a, a, a D1, right, yeah. you know, AA, D1, A school.
2: <clears throat> right.
0: So I went the JUCO route, and that was awesome. That's where I really got to learn, like... The universal dog mentality. You know, you got your local dog mentality, but when you get to JUCO mm-hmm. ball, it's something different about. It. Like, it's something very different about JUCO ball. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like the Hooper's got something to prove in JUCO ball. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That very much so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, these guys. These guys right. definitely. You right, thought you, right. you thought you saw that dog in them in DC? Right. Boy, these guys right. at JUCO, uh, they, yeah. they yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, they're, they're, they're literally. <laughs> They're literally barking at you. That's there that's Juco for you. They're in your face, woof barking at you. Like, yeah, yes. Right. So I loved it. I loved it. That was that was I was like awesome. Like, this is good. Like for mm. as far as who culture wise, like I was like, oh this Oh is, yeah. you. This is it. You love it I, right love now. I'm yeah, right yes. loving it. You know what I'm saying? We have we yeah. hey, this is juco. We have an open runs, dudes coming in there from other D one schools, D two schools, whatever, you know, mm. yeah, come on to my yeah, y'all think we juco kids or whatever, we finna butt you know right. we finna run it up yeah. on y'all. Um, yeah, yeah. Another uh, another thing that made me want to go to um, Nova Northern Virginia Community College, the you I went to, um, was that two mm. of my high school teammates, my f- high school teammates who were older than me, ended up going there uh-huh. and they were playing there <laughs> and they were tearing it up there. They were they were like, mm. I mean, they were both averaging like forty a game together combined. Um, um, there, so I was like, shit, you know, why wouldn't I want to go there? Right, yeah, you know, right? Yeah. Um, got there, ended up getting sciatica in my back, man. That right there, I thought that was the nail in the coffin. I thought I was done with basketball. Right. I couldn't walk for like three weeks. I, I I couldn't, dude. I couldn't jump. I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't. I could barely move out of bed. I couldn't turn my head sometimes. Um,
2: what is? Could you let our viewers know, and not only them but me? Uh, what, is, what, <laughs> what is sciatica? What is, yes. What exactly is so, sciatica? So
0: sciatica is like um, it's like. So you have something called the sciatic nerve, right? Which runs down from your spine right. um down through your legs, right? And essentially that nerve can get pinched or, mm. you know, stressed or whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah, I don't know the exact medical terminology. But um right. that pinching causes like excruciating pain to the point where you almost can't even stand up on your own weight because it's it's the nerve. Mm. It's the nerve. Mm, right. oh, so right. oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Jeez.
0: So yeah, I I mean, dude, there were times where I woke up out of bed and I would like try to sit up and turn my head like this and it's just pain. Mm. Um so it was really bad and I thought that that was it, man. I thought like I really was like I thought something was wrong with me. I like, at first I thought something was really wrong with me. You know what I mean? And then um I finally went to a chiropractor, um Dr. Kim, shout out Dr. Kim in Rockville. Love that man, man. Um but he you know, he did an a, a x-ray. He was like, yeah, my pelvis was misaligned with my spine or something like that, causing my nerve to, to pinch or something. And mm. um, I kept going to him, you know, crick, crack, you know, monkey break his back. Homeboy got me ready in no time. I mean, I, 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 th- I think like two, two months later, two and a half months later, I was like back up on my feet just hooping again. And mm. I want to say maybe like two weeks after that, my coach from JUCO it's me up hey yo um i know you you know i know you you're hurt and stuff like that so i wanted to send this opportunity away because i really don't think that you know the college hooping is for you because i I already i was voicing a lot of complaints about you know the name name image and likeness i had problems with the way that the ncaa was running um, everything I knew that I was gonna if I was gonna right. go to a school i was gonna go to school and make a school X amount of dollars for four years mm-hmm. to possibly maybe get hurt in that four years not so, even make it all yeah.
2: the way yeah mm-hmm. and still mm-hmm. not have anything to go into the future you know what I mean right yeah what you to forget forth. that yeah I, I get it
0: so I was just like yeah I, I it's just this is it's like having a job contract but they telling you you gotta you gotta work for four years before you actually get the job I'm good. I'm good, bro. We don't work for free free here. And Mm -hmm. my game is my skill. Like, I worked so long. I put so many years and time into my craft just to come, you know, and for you to make... If nobody's making money off of it, fine. But somebody else making money off of my skill?
2: Yeah, then it it just don't... Right. It don't sit. You know, it 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 doesn't sit right.
0: So, um... So I just, um, you know, I, I had been voicing my complaints to him about that throughout the season. I was talking to him about it. Because um, I was like, I want to go pro. I want to go pro. So he sent me this um, video announcement. Lo and behold, it's your boy LeVar Ball. Oh, yeah. You know, and he's up on there, and he's like, yeah, man, you know, we, we, da, 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 we go to eight different cities, da da da, da. And um, this just, you know what it reminded me of, bro? And I, hmm. it reminded me of the AM1 tours, what? man.
2: Yeah. Like, it just, yeah. it just,
0: I, I, I was like, yes, I've been waiting for this for years. <laughs> like, like, where mm. is it Because the they yeah. got rid of the Airwind one tours. That really hurt. So I was like, this is awesome, man. This is awesome. So I was like, okay. I was like, bet, coach, good looks. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to range up, you know, I saw they had tryouts in Philly, Chicago, um yeah stuff like that they didn't have one of my in dc which i felt was me- was mm-hmm. terrible
2: i think they had they had one in atlanta yeah dc don't yeah dc don't get a lot of love,
0: don't uh, get love uh, from, from a the- bunch
2: of leagues, you know no and it, it's it's weird to me it's weird because y'all aren't wrong y'all have a lot there's a lot of talent in these a lot, and a lot of talent old. that came
0: from there too bro
2: yeah yeah, right. you know? yeah. a lot of yeah. talent that comes from there yeah so um and so you know Crazy. <laughs>
0: but anyways yeah they, you know they were like you know we're going to atlanta we're going to philly we're going to chicago la phoenix whatever the case may be i don't know you know seattle so i was like all right well you know i'm gonna i was gonna sign up for the atlanta one too far of admission for me i was like uh uh-uh. I had no car at the time.
1: Right, so I saw like a right, 10, 11-hour yeah. drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I, and at that time, I, see, making the drive wasn't the problem. It was just that I had no way to make the drive. <laughs>
1: right, yeah, 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 So
0: if you feel me. So um, so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do this, this Philadelphia one. It was the last one. And, and, you know, now that I think about it, that was a really risky play of me.
2: <laughs> so... Where where were you based at the time? Were you back in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so back in D.C.? Okay, so you are back in D.C. at the time. Yeah, so yeah. you had to choose between Philly, Atlanta, Chicago. or, or Chicago.
0: Chicago. Right. And now I'm also doing a strategy... Now, you got to think about this, because I got to think about this strategically now. Where do I want to try uh-huh. out? Do I want to go try right. out with the Atlanta ballers? Do I want to go try out with the Chicago kids? Do I want to go try out with the Philly boys? Try out with the
1: Philly kids, yeah. And
0: now, honestly... The Atlanta boys is the boys that scared me. I, I, and that scared me, but I was just like, I'm good. I'm good because, see, I know how y'all come down there in Wheeler and, you know, I know how the Wheeler boys, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Wheeler, Wheeler,
2: Shiloh, yeah. Norcross, yeah, yeah, Metal Cross, Creek. Yeah, all yeah. the boys jumping out the gym down there in Georgia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. So I knew the Atlanta boys were going to come. So I was like, ah hmm. I don't know if Atlanta's the place
1: but for you know, to do it. No, yeah. No. yeah, okay. So That's yeah. your odds. Your odds might be a little bit better. If so you
2: now, so you were like, mm, Atlanta's out.
0: Yeah, I so was like, now, Atlanta's out the picture.
2: So, um, so now it's
0: Philly or, or, Chicago. Chicago. or Chicago. But yeah, dude, so I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, dang, Chicago or Philly, Chicago or Philly. Um, Now, I knew that Chicago boys can hoop. Chicago knew, boys can get Yeah. <laughs> And I knew that I I I I oh, out yeah. Chicago before, so I knew that the guard play was serious out there. But um, so I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna forget about Chicago. So I was like, all right, we we're gonna forget about Chicago because I'm really trying to be a guard. I, uh, so
1: Chicago's you know, out. Now you're going to try to, to Philly. Philly. Yeah. So. so okay. Here
0: we are with Philly, man. And I go up in there, man. Mind you, I asked my, begged my dad for a bus ticket. I had no money in my bank account. Be real with you, I had mm. zero dollars, zero cents in my bank account. Begged my dad, I was like, Dad, I need to buy this bus ticket to Philly. Like, ASAP. I'm about to go try out for this pro team. I really need it. Help me out. You help me out. I get to the bus station, though. My phone's dead. I can't show my ticket to get on the bus. And the bus driver is literally about to leave me. Like, I'm sitting outside the bus. Everybody's got mom. And I'm like, bus driver, like, come on, dude. Like, Uh I'm out here trying to go, you know, I'm trying to. I'm out here trying to go make my future. Like, come on. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So I begged him. I'm like, bro, could you at least let me use your phone? I was like, at least let me use your phone. I'll pull up my email and show you the ticket. So I do yeah. that. Show him the ticket. I get on the bus. Bless. I'm on the. Ooh. It was. I, it, I, I literally was sitting outside the bus, bro, with the door closed, bro. Like he was not budging. He was really not budging. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I finally get on the bus. Ride right up to to uh, to Philly. I get up to Philly, get out to the, the bus station. Mind you, the gym is like five miles away. I got to walk because I don't got no money.
2: Oh, man. So I'm, oh, that's tough.
0: Yes. So I'm pulling, up to, I'm pulling up in Philly at like one in the morning. Nowhere to stay. <laughs> nowhere to go.
1: Zero dollars in your bank account. No
0: money. Just an iPhone, a charger, some hoop shoes, a MacBook and a dream. That's really it,
2: man. Man, man. That's
0: that's really man. it, man. So I,
2: I. And you was out in Philly. In Philly at one a.m. Yeah,
0: downtown. <laughs> downtown Philly too. Like. So I'm out here, so I I, 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 I trudge my way through it, man. I ended up walking, and one of my friends, yeah, I end up you know, hitting up people, yo, somebody find me an Uber. Somebody find me something, man. Like, <laughs> please. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So um, it is what I mean. Oh, hey, hey. about, like, two miles in, one of my friends, um, she ended up finding an Uber for me and, and got me Ubered there. So I ended up pulling into <laughs> the gym now at, like, 5 a.m., about, something like that. 5, 5.30. Mm, Jesus. Uh-huh. I'm sitting in front of the gym. I'm the first one there. I ain't got it. I got jack to do, man. I got two things of Ritz crackers in my bag. I got no water, no food, no nothing. Just my computer, my my shoes,
1: And and the drink.
0: No, I don't even have a drink. I don't have a drink. I didn't have a drink. I just had oh, a, dream. a dream. A dream. Oh, a dream I did. Yeah, dream. yeah, no, a dream. Definitely. A dream. <laughs> um, so I sat out on that front of that gym, man, and I watched a lot of James Harden that morning. I don't know why. I was. I, I vividly remember watching a lot of James Harden. This was James Harden was on a tear too. This was when James Harden. Was, oh
2: yeah, this was like yeah, 2017. Yeah, right. You said. 18, yeah. This was. Yeah, this, is, this was James Harden on a different level. Uh, yes. Uh, Before oh, yeah, he yeah, got fat, yeah. and started
0: partying. You know. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, yeah, um,
0: So I'm like, yeah, I got to study these hardened clips, man, because I got to be ready to work somebody in this gym, man. Um, so I'm watching He was hey, going
2: hit one. He, he was planning on hitting somebody with 50 tweets. Oh, my God. Oh, step <laughs>
0: back, step back, step back. Yes, yes. I was- Bro, I'm telling you, I was hardwire writing all those moves into my head four hours before the trial. Mm. So anyway, I get there at yeah. six. Trial starts at 10. People start showing up. Like yeah, you know the first one here da 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 yeah finally people get into the gym time to get the business bro you know I'm and I'm telling y'all some of the people I saw in there were grown men like the the league was originally supposed to be you know just for like around the ages of like it was like, what was it? like 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 the
1: maximum
2: 21, age was like twenty one or 22? 24 was the maximum 24? age yeah okay
0: um but um but you know so originally it was just supposed to be like you know around that around that. That,
2: Eighteen to yeah, right out of high school right, to Right, more like
0: a G, a, G, a G League or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of you know, the sort. But um man, I'm just looking in there and I'm seeing like grown men. Like men. Like I'm uh dude, you know you're not supposed to be here. Yeah. <laughs> you know that you're just had an age uh, You are thirty with two yeah, why your kids over there. Yes, Those are your, your eight kids year old kids.
2: Sick. Yes, ain't no way. So
0: basically I went up in there, man, and um you know, I did what I did, man. I, like, like, the last tryout would, would Be More United, I went up in there. Um, definitely wasn't the best in the gym, um, but I did my thing. I, I, I went, I did, where first thing I always do, everything that no one else likes to do in the game. I always make sure, I, right. I, I, always make sure I, I make people look bad in basketball sometimes, and I do it on purpose because it makes <laughs> me look good. Sorry. But, you know, if I do... Play the game. Yeah, if, if I do all the things that most majority of people don't like doing... Somebody's going to stand me. up. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. And, uh, you know, I'm taking my charge. I'm doing my thing like that. Um, LeVar's brother pulls me up to the side, right? He's talking to me. He's like, man, I like your game. But now I need you to show me something. Um, so at that point, I'm getting a little nervous because I'm like, are you pulling me up to tell me you about to, like, you about, you know, time to go home? Or, you know, are you trying to tell me I need to step up or I'm going home? Or just, you know, a hey, time to turn up? Which, what, right, what kind of, yeah. of pulling me off to the side is this? Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So I go up in there, man, and after that talk with, uh, with his brother, man, I just lit the gym up. Like, I don't know. Mm. I couldn't stop hitting from far, from deep, bro. It was just hitting. The three ball was hitting, bro. Um, and right then and there, after that, the end of the tryout, they, they called out numbers. So we had numbers in the back. They called out about eight dudes, told everybody else peace you know um but that was huge for me man i mean that moment right there proved so much to me like you all gotta understand man, like i gotta
2: ask too like did did you did you talk to anybody like beforehand in the gym like did did anybody know at the tryouts like your current situation of going up to philly <laughs> hey,
0: matter of fact, matter, as a matter of fact no they didn't but i'm, I'm, I'm so you-
2: nobody knew the massive chip on your shoulder that you also had <laughs>
0: No, no, they didn't, they didn't, and it's actually funny, I'm I'm, I'm gonna get into something that happened after this, and you gotta laugh about it, but, um, so, that was that, so when I, when I, you know, after the tryout, man, they pulled up, you know, they sat down, they talked to us, they're like, listen, you know, fellas, y'all worked y'all way here, like, you know, y'all got this contract, you know what I'm saying, you know, they made us read it, they made us go through it, um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what
1: was that contract? Um. I heard it was, like, $3,000, promised, like, a month, and, like, yeah. This oh, we're pocket watching. I even know,
0: yeah. So, so, (laughs) yeah, so it was, um, so it was three bands a month, um, which was, which was again not, not bad. I mean, and let me tell y'all something, I've been out into the world of professional basketball now, and I've seen other countries and overseas and stuff. And I'm telling y'all, 3k Mm. a month is not terrible, you know what I'm saying? Um, matter of fact, the G League You can
2: live on 3k a month. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. matter of fact, there're they're actually G League players that don't even make that much. <clears throat> yeah, the G really? G League, Yeah, the G League, the G League, yeah, there were G, G League players that make like 2500, 2200 a month or something like that. They're, if you're not like on a two-way contract in the G League, it's really not the place to be. I'm going to let y'all know that
2: right mm, now. Yeah.
0: Um but um but yeah, so they, you know, they 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 gave us this contract. Also, we had jersey sales that were supposed to be in tight. Ty-
1: right, I heard about um, that as well. Yeah, yeah, so
0: um, jersey sales, food was paid for. We were, three meals a day paid for, um, housing paid mm-hmm. for, transportation paid for, um, all we, you know, we really ain't had to pay for shit. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Our, all our meals were taken care of. All the hotels were taken yeah. care of. so mm-hmm. um, we were good. Um. But you know they gave us that contract you know look it over stuff like that and i mean i was just elated dude like i i didn't you know it didn't feel real at first it felt like maybe i was getting Mm. punked like am i punking myself like, is this just a big punk episode or Like even when I saw Lavar uh, when I first walked in there and saw Lavar and his brother and something I'm like, this can't be real. Like, you know, I'm not really You here.
2: deserve that. And yeah, shoot, after hearing that story, I mean you barely made it on the Greyhound bus to going to traveling in one of into into Philly at one AM <laughs> and then waking up at six o'clock to make it uh after watching james harden go tween 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 50 different times on folks <laughs> I, I mean it's that's that's just an incredible story and yeah in no way so, yeah i mean it, it's almost movie like if you ask me so i guess yeah i guess i get it right it really like, it no <laughs> right no wonder it didn't feel real
0: <laughs> again that's why i was like this just doesn't feel too real like it doesn't it doesn't feel right Oh, mind you, that gym had. No, I just want to put that out there. That gym had no water and no AC. Okay.
2: No AC. No, it's no, hot too. No water it's, 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 it's you in a microwave. And we are like, yes. No. We are
0: cooking in Philly yeah. in, 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 in a warehouse. I know warehouse. exactly
2: how it. Yeah, I know what it's like
1: to play like that too. Now, yeah. oh, so you were so you were, so you were hitting those shots dehydrated. I mean, okay, bro, gotcha. on
0: Ritz Cracker, so you know I needed a bed. <laughs> I needed a bed. Okay. <laughs> I needed one
2: bad. Yeah, he needed one but, terribly. Uh, yeah, Cottonmouth going on. I know it. Yeah, right, so
1: man. then now all that happens, you see LeVar standing right there, right? You're in this league yeah. you're in this league for, for 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 a year, right? So like tell me about that experience in that league for a year and then also what happened after that. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So
0: um so to segue into that, like I, I I mind you, I had no ride from that, um I had no way back home. That tryout, it actually didn't occur to me how I was get back home until after.
2: I mean, we wasn't really thinking that I, part. Right, we were just we're trying just to get y- to the tryout. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, I
0: wasn't even there with it either, bro. I was just like, I need to, I need to get there.
2: Um, I gotta get there.
1: That's, that's
0: all I know. Um, my, so I actually had to, I actually had to ask a kid who got cut from the, who got cut from the tryouts, who lived in Virginia, to drive me back home. And I was like, listen, I got uh, no money, but when I get back uh, home. I'll make sure that you know I you know get on my mama or something or, you know you right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Something. right, 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 right. You wanna you want a home cooked meal? Right. Like, I was what's up, right. what's up? You definitely your yeah. I was like, listen you bro tell him, I'm stranded. Did you tell him you made it. You
2: know, <laughs> I'm stranded, bro. He said he said, Hey, I want a piece of that contract. Yeah.
0: No, he really <laughs> no, you know what's funny is dude really actually tried to get me to get him on the team out there. He's like, Yo, bro, you remember that ride I gave you? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Can you Can you get me on a squad spot, man? Like, I'm trying to get on, you know. Uh, I was like, dude, it's not that simple. But yeah. um, now getting into the league, man, like, you know, it was really and truly, once that happened, I knew that I had to get right. Because mind you, I just came off of sciatica. Mm. All right? Yeah. Playing as well as I played might have been, it might it, it might have been flu. It might, it, it really <laughs> might have been. It might have been. It's like, no. Nah. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Playing like that, you know, I I knew that I was going to have to keep that up, and I was going to have to get in shape. So I I went down to Florida for about two months. I went and stayed with my dad, and, um, you know, my friend um, Darren Green, he actually plays for Florida State now. um, His dad opened up a gym in Tampa called called, um, Pick Up USA. Um, so we had to pick up USA in Tampa, which is like, you know, it's a pickup gym, a very good workout gym. It's a basketball-oriented gym. It's a, a gym for basketball players. Right. Um, so I went down there, worked out, got right, you know, working out with Darren, mm. um, working out with his dad, working out with other players down there, other trainers. Got right for two months. Um, every day in the gym, my dad, you know, taking me there, just getting right, getting right, getting Right. And then eventually, you know, it became training camp because I knew, you know, you see, you can't go into training camp unconditioned. Like the the worst mistake you can make as an as an athlete or a professional athlete or college athlete is go high school is go into training camp not prepared for training camp.
1: Shame, Shame. not ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you the worst thing you can do on the struggle bus.
2: Yes, is to go to conditioning. Unconditioned. unconditioned exactly like you
0: know that you needed to be running uh, you know a mile yeah, or something you, least, you need
2: yeah you gotta be running doing something right you know yeah doing. you don't gotta be the, you don't gotta be in the best shape
0: right right but in but, some sort of shape so
2: yeah you gotta be in some sort right so
0: I got down there I started working out in Florida and stuff like that and um and eventually you know training camp comes up I came back to DC go Caps we won the Caps won the um the uh, Stanley Cup at that time actually the next oh, day okay. I had the flight to um to training camp in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, almost actually went to the wrong airport for my flight. Almost missed my flight. And you know what they said? If you missed your flight, they weren't going to get you another one. They were going to get someone else a flight. Yeah, these other... I I and I always try to put it into perspective about the the, the the realities of pro basketball for some people. Um, because it's really cut and dry. It's so cut and dry. It's almost unbelievable.
1: them, man. Yeah.
0: Um, they, were, they were like, yeah, you missed your flight. You, 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 just a contract, goodbye. I went to the wrong airport. I went, to, I went to Reagan. I was supposed to be at Dulles. I had to call my uh. best friend who just dropped me off, and we had to speed up to Dulles. So I'm oh. off to Dulles now, into training camp oh, in yeah. L.A. Um, at that point, that's where everything really hit. I started seeing the kids that I'm, pl- I'm going to play against in the league, started meeting them. Mm-hmm. First, we all start training, because we, train, we, we did training camp kind of like as a team and, and, and somewhat like as a league, too. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, in this, like, big facility out in L.A. But, um, you know, I'm meeting the kids, man. You know, you know me and my teammates. So, you know, I meet Keezo Brown, man. You know, first day coming there, you know, I see Keezo Brown, you know, this little, you know, Chicago accent or whatever. Hey, what up, cool? Yeah. You, know? Um, you know, I meet all my teammates and stuff. It was great, but that's when the reality really hit in because now I start seeing some of the dudes they bring in for the league. Some of the dudes they bring in for the league weren't just dudes that made the tryouts. They had already done some switcheroos, even between tryout time and the league. I started seeing some D1 boys come in. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, bet. Bet. My boy Nick Morris, he was at, um, was it Texas Southern or something like that? I don't know. He, no, no, no. TSU. Yeah. No, Ole Miss. Excuse me. That's where he was at. He went to Ole Miss. Um, he was playing at Ole mm-hmm. Miss. So, you know, SEC ball. I'm like, I see Maywalk. I'm like, damn. yeah. We got SEC hoopers in here now. Okay, you know Mello Jello. Obviously, they're there. You know, I'm starting to see you know dudes like Fion from from Atlanta, young guys yeah. who easily could be high major D1. That's you know opted yeah. for this league. So I'm like, man, talent is real here. But um, <clears throat> that was that was definitely fun, man. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, it started seeing you know starting to see the competition, the level of professionalism. That that the professionalism was what really got to me, bro. Um, and and Lavar emphasized that a lot.
2: That's what, yeah. That's what I was gonna ask next. Yeah. yeah. What, what was it? It wasn't. So it wasn't a hodgepodge because if you listen to the news, right. the news right. made it seem like outside looking hodgepodge of a bunch of teenagers just and just young kids right. coming to coming right, together yeah. and they just trying to get them. It's another AAU league, but you get paid to play in the AAU league, right? right? Right, yeah. Right. But yeah, yeah, if you could, yeah, speak on like what's really going. Well, on, well, know?
0: let me let let's debunk that right now. I, 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 okay, I gotta thank Levar for for what he did as far as keeping that league, you know, professional to the point that he could have. And uh, and and the league definitely still had its flaws. Um, mm-hmm. But um, it was good. It was very good for me. I mean, listen, dude, we were held to standards like we like we would be held to if we were playing in the NBA. Um, we were we had we were told about. that we needed to treat basketball like a job, um. That this is yeah. now a job. You're doing this for a job. You're being paid. When you need to be, if you're at a job and you have to be at a meeting, you need to be to that meeting on time. Correct. We're right. treating basketball like that. So you know, coaches. I mean, dude, we get fined for being late to meetings. You miss. Mm-hmm. You know, if you miss, we had a there. There was um. There was a league rule that while we traveled, <clears throat> everybody had to eat. Well, actually, no, I don't think it was league rule. It was my team rule. Um, yeah, definitely it definitely wasn't a league rule, a team rule. But our team rule was that everybody had to eat breakfast together. Like, that was our team rule. Like, we had to have to eat mm. um, mm. And, uh, you know, it was our coach just emphasizing, you know, getting a good meal in the day. And then also just building that, that camaraderie ship and just building that, that bond, you know what I'm saying? And if you relate to yeah. that, like, yeah, you were getting fined. You know, if you didn't show up to breakfast, you were getting fined. If you showed up to the vans late to go to to, 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 to to get taken to the gyms or something like that, you might be fine. Mm-hmm. Or you just might not go to mm-hmm. practice. And you know what? They don't care. They don't care. The mm-hmm. person that mm-hmm. really cares is your coach. And he's the one that's gonna make sure that, you know, that you're fine accordingly. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. And it's not even just the coach, it's also Lavar himself who was you know, trying to upkeep the league and make sure that the league was held to a certain level of professionalism.
1: Right, right. So right. And that's 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 what I wanna ask you about real quick, is like, you know, once again it's a whole bunch of stuff, right? The media stuff, coming from the outside looking in, you know, about Lavar and what Lavar was like. Uh in your time with him and what you kind of seen, you know, just from the inside, like what would like what was your impression of him? What was your relationship with him?
0: Um my relationship with him was pretty good i i, I started developing a relationship with lavar i want to say um we had about a good like two or three weeks of training camp i want to say halfway into like my my first week um at first i don't really think he noticed me um but you know i noticed him and i was curious because you know you see this guy on tv all the time and this guy's posted up as a celebrity now you know what i'm saying like
2: yeah, he um, just yeah. You just a guy. He's just a really loud guy right. at this point, right? <laughs> right.
0: So you know, I, I wanted to see what was really up. I also I had watched some of the Ball in the Family and stuff like that. I kept up with. So I wanted to see like what was really the deal here. Is Levar really this guy, or is he really an asshole that thinks that his kid that him and his kids can beat Michael Michael <laughs> Jordan? Like, is he really that guy, or is he? <laughs> and in meeting him, I understood. I I. And meeting LeVar, you understand everything, okay? It's off the moment you meet him, and he's really a, ch- a really chill guy. Like, yeah, he's loud, and he's, he's, um...
2: Rambotious. Yeah, ram- rambotious yeah, yeah. is the right, right,
0: exact yeah. word. It's like, you know, he's yeah. just, a jo- he's a jolly guy. You
1: know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah.
0: He, he's a jolly dude. Like, honestly, if Santa was black, he would look like LeVar. Like, that's, like, <laughs> like, like I'm serious. Like, just a happy dude. Um. And he's really real. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, one of the things that I appreciated the most from, from LeVar and even Mello and Jello and, and hanging out with them and going out with them and into town and stuff right. like that was that they never really tried to conform to the whole, like, celebrity, you know, turn my nose up thing. Like, it was, they were, like, from, LeVar was always a real dude. Like, you could walk, anybody could just walk up to LeVar in the middle of the street and talk to him. And he would talk to you. And he would sit there and, he would, you know, he would take that time with you. Like, it was that kind of guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember, I remember, you know, funny story. There was a whole fight, there was a whole fight in the league about uh, you know, one night. I think it was like a, teammates were fighting about fried chicken or something like that. So, Levar calls a, a, a league-wide meeting, um, and basically goes off on us and is like, "Listen, since y'all, <laughs> since y'all Negroes can't behave yourselves over some fried chicken, we're not gonna order no more fried chicken for the league for the rest of the season." There you go, y'all just messed that up for yourselves, and yeah, yeah. you know, so he was just a just a real dude, you know what I'm saying? And mm. and um and even his wife, I don't want to I don't want to leave out like his wife because I really got to talk to Tina a lot, um and considering the things that she went through with her whole, um you know her physical health and her her stroke right, and things like yeah. that, um I really you know I got to see Lavar just um I don't know man that's a that's a good man dude and and I like like i don't think he's the best businessman like you know what i'm saying but as far as a man he's a solid dude man i if, yeah. if i could ideally say that i want to allow myself to be like someone i he's someone that i could look to you know i want to be able to do things for my kids and do things for my children and my, my wife and stuff like that and support for my family so that's you know I, I i think this whole perception of him being like you know ignorant it's really not it it's just a it's it's his act. It's his act because he understands right, what right. he has yeah. to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, But right, right. really, really genuine, dude, man. Um, but yeah, man. I, 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 the, the, the 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 league the, the league was was great. It was very professional um, as far as like trying to put us young hoopers in a position so we know what to do when we go on to maybe the NBA. Or, 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 you know, um, the Premier League, Premier Basketball League over in, uh, in Europe or something like that. Um, mm. Yes, you would get fined. Yes, you can get sent home the same at, at moment's notice. Um, and, I, mm. and that happened to me. And, um, mm. and Lavar actually was the one who brought me back. He actually called my mom. Um, yeah, I got sent home by my coach. I don't think my coach really liked the way how things was looking with me arguing on the bench. You know what I'm saying? He was already mm. in hot water. Um, so, you know, I got sent home. So I, you know, I packed up my things that day and, you know, I did that right. walk of shame to the, you know, <laughs> to the station right. and, yeah, um, by the, yeah, by the time I got same back same old home,
2: bus, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, a little bit more bougie this time. I got the Amtrak. I was on the Amtrak. Oh, so all right. All right. All right. <laughs> they sent me up. They sent me up, all right. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. did. But, um, but, uh, you know, as I got <laughs> home now. You know, I was sitting there, man, like, damn, I'm, home. I'm going home, man. I ain't make the season, man. All my, you know, all my people's going to be like, you could you didn't make the season. Right, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. You're so right.
0: that's really sitting in my head. And that train ride was long, my boy. When I tell you that train ride is long, when you're sitting there thinking about, like, damn, did just, I just let down my people. Blow an
2: opportunity. Yeah, yeah right. you know what I'm
0: saying? So um, that happened. And by the time I got back, my mom, you know, I told my mom about it and my mom knew about it. By the time I got back, my mom was like. Um, what do you, why aren't you headed to the airport? I mean, what, what you mean, why am, I, why am I not headed to the airport? Oh, they didn't call you yet? No, who? Who is they? What you mean they didn't call me? It's literally, mind you, it's like four in the morning, Eastern time, mm. and we were on the East Coast. My mom was oh, like, yeah, yeah, I got a call from LeVar about like an hour ago or hour and a half ago. Um, they bought you a plane ticket to fly you back to, um, to New York um, this morning. So, oh. so you know, wow. I, I, again, Lavar doing that was huge for me, you know, reaching out to my mom mm. personally and, and doing that was was huge for me. Um, mm. Again, maybe it's just a testament to the dude that he is. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he felt that I deserved a second chance and that, you know, that I didn't really do much wrong in the league because I, I really did walk the straight and narrow in that league. Um as, right. I, as you really had to. If, I mean, dudes, I'm, as I'm telling you, I've seen dudes get sent home. And a lot of the dudes that are sitting here, you know, complaining about, oh, well, you know, they didn't get paid or something like that. Um, there's always a story. There's always two sides to a story. I'm going to let you know that. Yeah. Um Yeah. And we signed contracts and, you know, we had rules and, like, you know, you, like...
2: You got to follow them. I, I remember one kid got Amen.
0: caught, like, buying weed on the camera by, at the, like in front of the hotel. Like, yeah, so yeah. like, you know, even if you, um you know, even if it, whether whether it's partying or whatever the case may be, you got to understand when that's in jeopardy. You got to understand you're professional. You got people's eyes watching on you. You can't be buying weed in the front of the hotel because the hotel is going to complain about that. You know yep, what I'm saying? Right. You can't be doing, making transactions. Right, yeah. So, you know, and, and, and I've seen, I mean, I've seen dudes get sent home, man. I've seen dudes... Not getting paid. I seen dudes. Yeah, fine. yeah. You've
1: seen, you've seen, you've seen dudes get sent home. What in the uh, JBA and also in just pro ball in general. Pro ball right? in general.
0: Yeah, I seen. I had a homie. Um, I had a homie who who was making a lot of money out in China. Actually, um, got a and a thousand dollar contract. Great, big money,
2: right? Yeah, that is big yeah. money.
0: That's great money. Goes out there, is not. Perform- is not I mean he was he was playing well but it wasn't performing to what to the standard that they expected right. for eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. So you know what they did? They paid they said we'll pay you four hundred thousand dollars. Look, they said we'll pay you four hundred thousand dollars if you leave now. So yeah, see, so yeah, he was there for about two or three weeks. They right. paid him the four hundred K to leave.
1: Two or three weeks? Wow. Jeez, man.
0: To leave. And I mean, you saying you you are saying wow, you are saying wow, but it depends on how you look at it. You know, if you think about a big, you know, a big basketball club in China, you know what I'm saying? They they right, got yeah. they got the money, you know what I'm saying? So yes, they are willing to pay you that 400k to make sure you leave because why? They're gonna make maybe 4.4 million if they win a chip. They this year.
2: are. They're gonna yeah yeah exactly. They're gonna make that over if they win the chip this year or. Whoever, depending on whoever the team is on the team, if they got a mega star or something, they're gonna make that in Jersey City. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right.
1: Whoever they bring in, like that's just, I feel like there's the, it's like you know, we talk about hooping, like you know, and just like going from high school or even hooping as a kid, but like I'm seeing now, Anthony, you're seeing now, Josiah, you know it, that there's a business side to hooping. There is, there is, there is a whole business. And sometimes it's the people who you don't see who have the most power.
0: Yeah. And, and, and in basketball, if you look at it, man, the people with the most power are some are people who have never even played, probably have never even touched the ball.
1: P-
2: touched a basketball in their entire life.
0: Probably you know, who never. Who don't
2: really know, yeah, who don't really, who aren't really in the culture, who aren't even, like, they don't really know the game. They just know what makes money. You know what I mean? Right. And it's not, it's, it's, and that's, that's what I meant earlier when I said the right way, right? Like, they don't, they love basketball not because they love dribbling or they love shooting or they love watching the sport you know they love it because it makes it as right a great ROI dollars and it puts it yes and it puts it puts that return and in investment right into their bank account the right mm. way so like guys like they don't love guys like Kobe or AI you know they love they 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 don't they don't, hell, they don't even go and love like the regular dudes that you know you grew up with, watching uh, coming up, like Marcus LeVette or like right. Kill Carr, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, these hey, 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 them
0: names right there are some real
2: names, <laughs> yeah. bro. Yeah, those you are some mixtape
0: days names.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't even know those guys. They just know that LeBron James is making so much money. For them, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because he's such a good basketball player. And everybody knows him. Steph Curry's, you know, all of them. Right.
0: And, and yeah, the, it
2: sucks, though. It sucks, don't it?
0: It does. Because now you just get caught in this, like, you're no longer looked at as an individual. You know what I'm saying? And this is what actually, this is actually what really made me kind of take a step back away from the game for a little bit.
1: Right. Um, looked as a dollar sign.
0: Yeah. After, you know, especially after traveling, you know, played in Mexico, played over a little bit. I just had to take a step back from the game because I realized that like I love this game. I want to be treated like a human. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a it's very you're dispensable. You know what I'm saying? You're replaceable. Mm. Mm
1: -hmm. You're an asset.
0: Yeah, you know, and you're very rarely looked at as a person because like Mm. it's always the next guy that's going to jump more, jump higher for for less money. You
1: know and know be younger. So you're
2: definitely – you're you're a guy – I bet you're a guy that definitely loves, like, that it's a player's league in the NBA then.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And then also, too, we talk about, you know, the NBA. And the, just I remember it, like, uh, when we were in D.C. – when I was in D.C. like two weeks ago, and we were riding around. And, and I guess one thing that kind of caught me was, like, you said that you kind of realized at a certain point – you touched on it earlier, but you said that uh, at, at a certain point that playing in the NBA wasn't your end goal, right? Yeah. yeah. And I want to talk to you about that, where it was like, tell me more about that and, like, how you kind of oh, came yeah. to that. Like, you know, where it was like, you know, you kind of realized that, yeah, that, you know, that playing in the NBA wasn't your end goal and how you kind of came to that realization.
0: Um. So, first thing first, um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to let, you know, any, any any other Hooper that listens to this this podcast, like, um really really trying to become being a professional hooper is not easy, man. Hooping as a job sometimes can take the fun out of it, man. Um mm. hooping as a job, man, can can um it takes kind of the, the, the innocence out of the game a little bit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um so, you know, my goal obviously was, you know, playing the NBA and but yeah, so at, at, at what point, I guess, did I realize that that wasn't the end goal? Um, and so real
1: quick, before, you, before before you answer that, and I want to also add in this myself because, or add in this because I myself, you know, have had that kind of experience, right, where it was like you know me growing up, like you know, and, and you probably had it too, where uh, people have hoop dreams, right, and like you kind of locked into that hundred percent right, you want to go play in the league, right, you want to, you know, go do that, you know, you want to, you know, be on TV, be a star, whatever it is, right, and sometimes you become so fixated on that, right, in a Mm -hmm. way, you know, that you sometimes down the road as you get older and, you know, as you, you know, go through high school, do all these different things, right, that sometimes you can almost, like, lose sight that there's not only other ways to impact the game outside of just playing, but also, too, that there's other activities, you know, also outside of basketball, so, yeah.
2: It's more to life than just the game. You know what right. I'm saying. Even right. though that you love the game, right? Dearly, you know what I'm saying. It's still like a lot more to experience because by the time, let the game always ends. You know what I'm saying. There's always the as a time player always yeah. runs out. The as a player sometimes even before then your body gives out even before then. So if you could, yeah, um, just take us a little. Take us on the journey of when you started to like realize, like maybe, maybe basketball isn't my end goal, and maybe, uh, um, maybe I should start looking into other things.
0: Right. So, um, so the JBA was great because it, 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 you know, it gave that stardom. It get kind of gave you a feeling of that stardom. Um, that mm. that you, I might have wanted in, you know, being playing in the NBA. Um, and you know, at first I was itching for that. So you know. I'm going over. I'm playing in Mexico, um, you know, kind of, kind of got the same kind of reception there as far as being a hooper in Mexico. It's just you know people are very right. really shocked about you and all. Oh, you're tall. You're playing. You're, you know, you're playing pro ball there. It's it, it's great. Um, the girls love it. You know, everybody's just it's it's great. It's a great it's a great it's a great feeling. But um, I think the point where I started realizing that um there was more to it um was. Honestly, when I when I heard that story, the, the, the first the first story that really led me to was the story with my homeboy in China. Um, that really shocked me. That mm. um,
2: oh yeah, that yeah.
0: Because we came, we I was in Orlando. Actually, I was working out with a bunch of other pros, and um, we were working out with a bunch of other pros. Uh, Austin Rivers was there. Um, 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 Ronald Segu from um, Buffalo. Um, we had dudes from the mm. Big Three that were working out there. Um, so it was it was. Um, I forgot. There's one other big name dude that was there. I forgot his name, but um, that day right there, really, cause I, I got to talk to a lot of hoopers who were professional hoopers who were at a higher level right. than me.
1: At and right at the higher levels and even the uh, highest level. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So, um, Courtney Lee was there that day, and actually, I had a conversation with Courtney, and that opened up my eyes. You know, I talked to him. I was like, man, listen, mm-hmm. like, I was like, you know, I just started talking like, how, you know, what, you know, what were the steps you had to take to get there. Um, you know, you went the traditional route, what do you think is the steps for me going uh, an unorthodox route, you know, what are the things that you think that I need to do, and, and, and I just, you know, I just asked him a bunch of questions, I sat down and talked to him, and, and he was really real with me, and like,
1: yeah.
0: uncut, and explaining to me that, like, listen man, like, you know, it's, it's all nice, fun, fun and games, but at the same time, there's a, there's a lot that you could potentially lose to, you know what I'm saying? You you, you yeah. might lose friends, you know. You know you you'll see you might see the true side out of people that you didn't know right. even existed there. You know what I'm saying? There was just a lot of things that he was saying that was like, I never even looked at it like this. I never even thought about it that you know your a guy who was once your best friend might you know, or or a close friend of you who y'all stopped talking or whatever is now coming back and just trying to you know hey hey you know what I'm saying? And, right? Yeah. Like. So you know these things. These are things that I never really um, accounted for, man. And, and these, and these struggles, man. And, and, and then, and then, like the the, the, the fact of being so dispensable. Um, that's when hey. I realized that like I'm just not being looked at. I'm just being looked at as a body that can physically perform something. Almost like a circus elephant. <laughs> I just yeah. I felt like that a little bit, man. Like you know what I mean? Like I went to I went to, my, I that went ain't to the,
2: never good, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I went to the draft my draft combine in Mexico and like I'm just sitting there, this was a this was a very this was a very gradual process. I'm not gonna lie. This didn't happen overnight, you know, my my, deci- my decision to leave the game. It didn't happen overnight. It was very gradual, it was just taking notes of these multiple different nuances, these multiple different things. Um and just realizing that like uh, I don't I, I I job security was something. About it for me,
1: man. Right. So, was it... So, it was that in part for you that kind of, like, made you realize, okay, like, maybe... Maybe I want to go ahead and start building some other skills to do some other stuff that, you know, that makes me more indispensable?
0: Yeah. So, I... My, my thing was... Okay, I got basketball. That's my skill, right? yeah. It's yeah. cool. But, you know, by the time I'm 40... I might know the game, but I'm still not going to be as skilled at the game as, you know, as I I was at 24, 25, 21, whatever the case may be. Um, And another thing was, I was already, like, very good with with observing things and analyzing things. Like, you know, I was was a good student in school. So um, when the pandemic came around, the pandemic proved a lot to me. I always wanted to be you know, a businessman, I always wanted to get into business, and the pandemic showed me a lot about the business model of basketball, um, mm. and that, honestly, playing basketball for money could be gone today, yeah. it, it really could be gone like that, um, the pandemic was a serious lockout for all Hoopers, man. I know a lot of hoopers mm, yeah um, guys were yeah. trying to find jobs from places man you know we were trying to find jobs you know you're you hitting up your your, your, your agent you ever you're, you're hitting up your agent on the daily like listen man you got anything anybody sends you off or anybody you know you heard from any teams right. like you know mind you your agent's probably working with you know four five six seven eight other players that are also trying to go after the same job offer so that you you at the That's mercy of your saying. agent yeah you know to make sure that you, your agent's gonna put you first. Your agent gotta believe in you over the other seven or eight clients that 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 they got.
2: That he got, yeah.
0: You know, and so then it becomes like a whole like you know selective thing, and the process right. is the pro. You see, you see, the process gets kind of complicated. You see what I'm saying? And um, that's why I realized I was just like, ooh, I need something like solid. And my dad used to preach to me. My dad stayed preaching to me. Joe, you got to develop a skill, son. Okay? You need a hard skill that no one can take from you in life that you'll be able to do for the rest of your life, son. Is That's your moneymaker, your skill. You know, something that you can do from, from, from the day you've learned it to the day you die. And mm-hmm. I was right. like, well, basketball's my skill, dad. Well, yeah, that's a skill, Joe, but you're not going to do that when you're 60 and 80. You know what I'm saying? Or 70. So I was like, okay, I get what you're saying now, Pops. Like, You know what I'm saying? And this was actually, mm-hmm. this, was, this was pretty much, I started understanding this close to his death, actually, in 2020. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I realized then and there, there's something bigger out here for me that was going to keep me up. And that's when I said, okay, well, let's take a step back from basketball for a second and let me focus on real, tangible skills that can't be taken away from me. Um, another thing, too, is like I'm from DC. Um, everybody that comes out of here feels like there's only what two or three ways to get out of here, man. It's basketball, football, or entertainment. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's it. Right. That's, that's, that's you know, at, at least here in my city, I'm going to speak here in, here in my city. The general consensus amongst the black community is we are only going to get out hooping, throwing a football. Or being in the entertainment industry. Or rapping. Right. And let me tell you something. All three of those tie into the entertainment industry. Okay? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they're all
2: in the entertainment So,
0: we... all you telling me all the role models we got out here are just people that are entertaining other people?
1: Right. You know what I'm
0: saying? Now, I don't have a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of artists, black rappers, black artists, black actors, black... There's a lot of people I have respect. But... I didn't want to just follow that status quo. Just oh, well, there's another black baller to add to the bunch of, of black right, of right. black men who succeeded in, at basketball and made some money. Um, I wanted to be able to, you know, show the kids, show the show, show the people that are younger than me, show you know my little cousin like Jeremiah, like you know, show these people, show 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 these people that are really looking up that um. There's more than one way.
1: Yeah. Or more than three ways. Yes. Right. Yeah. And
0: we're not dumb. Like, as like black people, we're not we're not incapable of being doctors and lawyers and analysts and and, and, and news anchors. Like, these are the things that we need to be striving for. These are the things that Mm. we need to be upholding in our community. We, you know, I posted this on my Instagram story because it was bothering me so much. But I was like, why do we glorify? You know what I'm saying? Why do we glorify, you know, excuse my French, but fucking bitches getting money, you know what I'm saying? Nice rims, you know, MCM belt, all this. Why do we glorify right, yeah. this and why are these the examples in which we use for our children today when there are perfectly fine black men out here who are married, you know what I'm saying? Who are right, business, yeah, yeah. who are ministers, yeah. who are lawyers, who are doctors, there, I mean, there right. are legitimate, and again, I'm not knocking on my people who, you know, I'm not knocking on hip hop, I'm not knocking on the rap culture, I'm not knocking on that. Right, on
1: that. The, yeah.
0: But, that is not, that doesn't define us, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Right. And I don't want that right. to define us as, as people. You know what I'm saying? Right, so when yeah, yeah, so yeah. my little cousin is like, you know, oh, you play basketball just oh, yeah, you play pro, yeah, I got to do it. I got to go, I got to travel, I got to I got to experience, I got to dream, bro. I I I, I still got to play the game at a professional level, which was my dream. It's really all I've ever really wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Was get paid to do something that I loved. And I did. I mean I can't you know what I'm saying? So now I can check that off, you know what I'm saying? I've done that, I hit that and like I can continue working towards it. Yeah, I can, you know, go work towards the NBA or something. But I think that, I I always, I always knew that my brain was more powerful than my body, and and I want I want black kids around the world to start feeling like that. To know everyone.
1: that, to know, you know that. What I'm saying? And, I, and that's that's really really interesting because uh, Aunt and I actually had our other friend we talked about earlier, but we had a previous guest on the show, our friend Chase, right, who also works in basketball, right, and he's also done so much, you know, within that and outside of that, like you know, he owns his own. Video production business. He graduated with a with a math, a math major. I'm sorry, math major, and then also he got a, I think a new media certificate. And was doing all these different things, right? And and uh, we kind of talked about it in that last episode where it's like, or in that or in that episode where it's like sometimes that we feel that you know as black men sometimes we can get that stigma, right? Uh, that stereotype that exists in society, unfortunately, that you know. That because we're black and we like basketball, or because we're black and we hoop, or we play sports, right? That you know you're just an athlete, you're just a jock, or it's like almost like right. a type of a type of a shut up and dribble type yeah. of uh, type of type it's of mentality of, that people can cast. It's on you.
2: definitely a negative. It's definitely a negative uh, stereotype mm-hmm. to believe that uh, black people can only uh, be. In the entertainment industry, to be or make it successful, right? Um, I could get into the socio-economic uh, and political state of our world right now, right. but to, yeah. But you're you are right, though. Um, I mean, it does suck because you know it's not not everybody from not everybody from our uh, lower-income cities or from these places that some uh, black folks reside at, they're not, they're not, uh, they're not tough. Like, they're not a hard nose or mm. like, you know, for the streets, you right, know what I'm saying? Right, a lot right. of them, a lot of them are just like you, me, you and me, right you know, know do, me and Josh, yeah. so, you know, I mean, we're just, we're just kids trying to make it in the world, you know, or just, you know, and we don't want fast money. We just want something stable. You right, know what I mean? Right. And, and, and it's yeah, it it's terrible. Yeah, it is. It's terrible for the community because it highlights it as okay, you can only be this. You can only and that's, be and, that's that. what, and that's what, that's, and and that's that's what the, the media bar. feeds to you, right? So, you know, it's yeah, you exactly, sometimes after, what like the, sometimes,
1: yeah. unfortunately, there's a you know a side of things, right, where you know sometimes it's like what you see on TV, like you see you see. And I mean, and like once again, like you know, more power, you know, to these people, right, who are getting money doing their thing, but like. With that, you know, you just see, you know, growing up, you see, you know, people on, in a movie, you see Kobe on TV, right? And it's like, sometimes you understand, like, those are, like, really great things, but in, in a way, at the, at that same time, you don't, you see that there's other avenues and other interests and other things going on because sometimes just, like, that's all that is within your vision, right? Yeah. And, you know, once again, shout out to everybody who who has done that, you know, who I, have, yeah. who I like, grew up idolizing, like, KD right. and all these different people and i mean just talking to you Josiah and just as i've kind of kind of gotten older right um i'm you know been starting to just kind of i feel like see the tip of the iceberg that you know there's there's uh basketball is a part of life and there's you know other ways to impact the game and other ways to um you know experience life outside of just playing
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: Right and then and I was going to ask you kind of going back you know to talking about that stigma that we have with the previous guest Chase like have you kind of yourself experienced that stereotype or stigma before yes. like a
2: Hell yes. Absolutely. I mean he's he, how tall are you? 65 six, 67. Six, yeah,
0: 66 67. Six, six, yeah,
2: seven. he's he's black 67 and went to an all white school. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you right I can I can tell you right now you probably were like, "Oh yeah, do, do you play ball?" Uh, are you going to the league? Is that your plan in <laughs> right. life? Like you know. And then when instead I hit them with oh, yes, I do
0: play basketball, and I can also speak yeah, properly as well.
2: And, and I... I get right, right, you know. And they're all right. shocked at at amazed. At a right. of and amazed. Right, you know, it's yeah, it's crazy, ain't it?
0: But um, yeah, I I will say, um, coming, like for example, I, I you know my friends clown me for it till today. Joe, you wear button downs and Sperry's, dude. Like, come on, dude! Like, really? But, um, yeah, I do. I mean, and I'm still black. I'm still who I am. I'm still proud. Like, there's there's no difference in that. But, to, but to answer your right. question though, um, yeah, I I I think I think I think I get that a lot, man. I think I think what really, well, you know, especially when I do my resume, like when people look at my resume, they're confused. They're They're shocked, they're confused, they don't know what to think because they're like, okay, well, you, you know, pro basketball, and then they go and they're like, okay, but then you've, you know, you've got some data analytics here, you know, you've done some office managing here, some taxes here, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, celebrity personal assistant here, okay, cool, like, whoa, and, oh, you know how to do relational database, you know how to do all these things, you can speak chat... Okay, this is all. Obvi- they, they get confused, you know. What I'm saying they get trapped in this thing. And you start looking at it, you get trapped in this. Right. I yeah. mean, yeah.
2: Uh, to be fair to them, they kind of have every right because you've been everywhere. So fair, <laughs> yeah. fair
0: enough. Yeah, and I have got yeah. I have gotten people really ask me like like, uh, do you really really do all these things? Do
2: you really play basketball? Yeah, all at the same time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. you're everywhere, uh, everywhere at, all at once. Yeah,
0: like, yeah. So you know. The, 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 I definitely have gotten the stereotypes, man. I mean, um, I embrace it now, though. I'll say that. Mm. I embrace it, and let me tell you why. Um, there's something about basketball. There is a discipline that's in it that, like, I think everyone, whether you're a hooper or don't, even if you don't understand the game, there, when you mm. look at a basketball court, you look at the lines, the lines are, 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 are straight, they make ninety degree angles, perfect ninety degree angles, perfect arches, perfect blocks, whatever the case may be. Like this is a very um, methodical game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a very methodical game, and I think you know people don't know that. And so, like when I when they go out here and I and I'm, you know I'm in an interview and I'm talking about it, and they're like you know tell me about a time or you know tell me about a time when da da da, and you know. I'll bring up something like... I can bring up something from... When
1: well, you, well, you were challenged or when, right. you, had, when you had... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But when I bring up, you know, when I tell them a story about, listen, I was Kizo Brown's teammate back at the JBA. That man smoked Swisher Sweets and let the spit on my floor. And I had to put up with him for a month before, you know, I finally got a new roommate. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, you know, come on. You know what I'm saying? So,
2: right,
0: yeah. Um, A lot of them, you know, like, uh, you know, they don't think I'm going to give them the proper answer. They don't think that I have an experience to give them or anything. No, this was a job, dude. Like, playing ball was a job. I understood professionalism, Mm. being on time. There's a lot of things that I really had to take into account there. You know what I'm saying? I I never wore a suit and tie, but I had to walk around like if I wore a suit and tie. Real shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I had to really walk around because, you know, we we had BB. I mean,. This is think back think back to the '90s when because I said
2: cause I bet yeah I bet like in a job interview or something like that they're already they already have in their head oh this guy yeah you know what I'm saying this this guy didn't really work you know what I'm saying you know he hasn't really he hasn't really had a job you know right right, right right professional right, right, yeah. JBA basketball basketball is not a job for real right. Like and that's terrible right because. When you're getting paid to do something, what is that?
0: That's it's a job. A job. It's a job. of how much time, no matter,
2: yeah, no relative to how much time you put in, whether you yep. put in your whole life and craft into the sport of basketball, or if you just signed up for fifteen dollar an hour job at Shorten Williams or something like right. that, it's it's yeah, it's a job. You're getting paid for your skill. You're getting paid for your skill set. So it's crazy. That's that is. That's crazy to me that somebody would uh just write you off the wall like that. Where you were like, okay, yeah. Um, I and
1: mean, then also, I would say, I would say, I would say with that too, and to add on to what you said, I feel like sometimes, you know, whether it's you know you at a high school level, or you at a college level, or you at a pro level, when you've trained and you've worked and you focused so hard yeah. at something and you've got it and you've worked at something and you've been pushing for that goal. It can really make other things outside of that seem a lot more possible, right? Or even, exactly. or even, or even, or even, exactly. or even, sometimes where it's like, okay, like you know, if I can, if I can run these suicides, right, and do Hell. all this, and, and 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 memorize these plays, and understand this and that, and mm. be able to work with my teammates, and be able to understand what the coach is telling me, then for sure I can, you know. I, I now have the confidence to walk into this whatever job, whether it's a corporate office or like yeah. something else, and I can... I have that confidence to go do that because of what that. I already did because I already, and how hard yeah, I worked. I've,
2: I've done... Yeah, I've put my whole life into this, and mm-hmm. I, I can do... Yeah, I can do that. So why wouldn't I be able to... Uh, why wouldn't I be able to go to a job and, and uh, work it?
0: And that's... That right there, like that what y'all said right there is really what made me... like it, it, That... That thought process, that mentality is what really made that shift for me. For your earlier question as far as what made me, you know, take a step back away from the game was like, right. I did this. You know what I'm saying? I made it to play at this level with the odds and definitely not in my favor.
1: Yeah pulling up if, to pulling up pulling up to Philly with no money <laughs> with some Ritz crackers yeah, hey, no money right yeah, you know yeah. yeah. right yeah
2: so hey if i were you i would have been on top of the world i would have been like i could do anything i'm signed up like you signed me up you know what i'm
0: saying so when 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 when, when I, I seen agree. that happen and i felt that and, I, and and i analyzed this whole process i was like yo hold up i i i could do anything if i could do right, that
1: if i if i if I put that same kind of effort in and that same kind of, right, that same kind of like, what else could you do?
0: What else can I do? I can, you know what I'm saying? Man, I can touch my first million you know, in a year. I can touch, you know, who yeah. knows? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and basketball right. is not an easy game. Like, we know the math behind no. the game, boys. We know yeah. that only, like, 0.2% of people that ever play basketball are ever going to be able to make it and, and even get paid for the mm-hmm.
2: game. Mm-hmm.
0: Far, let's make it to the NBA because then that's another like 05 percent
2: of the far, point That two. is, that far is far the one percent of the one percent. Yeah, the NBA is literally the elite of the elite. You know. So.
0: So for
1: so for and, me being
0: up here in the one two percent, I was just like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm gonna take this same energy, this same discipline, this same work ethic, and I'm gonna punch it into something else. All right. Yeah. And now you know what I'm saying
2: so to wrap up the jba journey you finally you 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 are gone you're retired now you're a retired hooper you Mm -hmm. spent some time away from the game because you just didn't like you know you didn't like that and you wanted something new you didn't like the business model of basketball and on top of that you probably wanted to experience something new yeah so um to fast forward i guess to today what exactly is it that you do now um, um.
0: Yeah. So to talk about it now, um, actually, well, I'll start off with this. Um, I'm able to take a step back from basketball now, and I've actually got time to focus on my schoolwork. So I am going for okay. my bachelor's in data science at um, Arizona okay. State University.
2: Shout out Arizona State.
0: Yep. Yep. Go Sun Devils. I'm doing that, man. The reason why is because um, I don't think that. I, I don't think that I would have valued a college education um, when I was 18, 19, 20. Um,
2: yeah, because in your head, you was like, I'm going to the league. Right, you know?
0: <laughs> um, and I just, you know, I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have, you know, applied myself. So um, mm. I waited, you know, I waited until I finally found what I wanted to do. Like what I really wanted to do. Because I, I, I thought I wanted to be an anesthesiologist. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to med school. And then I was like, no, no, no,
1: no, 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 no That's 12 years.
0: Oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to be this. But no. Now I found, like, you know, solid, solidly what I wanted to do. And I decided to go get my degree on it. You know what I'm saying? So that way I'd have... Um, Data
1: science, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'd have this this, this skill. You remember you know what I'm saying? Because I got basketball. Yeah. I got basketball. I have a resume that precedes myself in basketball. But now you know mm. I can take that time to take my education more seriously. I can even help you know pay for certain things that I need to because now I'm out here working on my own. You know what I'm saying, doing my own thing. Um,
1: but- right, right, and then, I mean, and yeah, and just I like too. Like I think it's great to hear what you're doing in terms of um, not only data analytics and all these different things, right, and, and and coding and kind of almost like in a sense, I think part of it is like kind of coming back to what you were doing, even you know while you were hooping or even before that, you know, when you were doing robotics back in like sixth grade and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. um, it's just great to like see you, uh, be able to talk to, you know, somebody like you, right, um, not only had all these different experiences in the game of basketball, somebody who's, you know, even at such a young age has lived such a well-traveled life, you know, um, in, you know, basketball, right, but then also too outside of it, the things that you've done and all the things that you've, activities you've done that built up to that, that helped you get right. to where you got to in basketball, and now you're doing outside of basketball, right? And I think it's a true right. inspiration to um, not only me, right, in this in this, in this conversation, um, and, you know, possibly even Ant, but, you know, anybody else who's listening to this, kids, you know, anybody else who has seen or, you know, is just, you know, dreams and wonders, you know, what it's like, you know, to live these lives and um, be able to do the things that you did, right, and then to, you know, just learn from you and your own experiences, man, so... I mean, you know we've been talking I don't know how long we've we've been talking probably for no, like no, two on. hours now, but two but hours I mean
2: twenty one minutes to be exact
1: oh, okay yeah ants it's ants, ants got us on time, but yeah, so I mean, just you know for these two hours, right, I mean, you've just shared just so much in terms of your just experience experiences, uh just vast amount of experiences and just knowledge on us, man, and mm-hmm. I wanted to say thank you, man, thank you for coming on, you know, just sitting down on on the uh, pod and just talking to us, man. I really um, do appreciate it.
0: No nah, man, thank you guys, man. I I I really like doing this. I I I I admire podcasters. Like, low-key, I admire this whole thing. I love podcasting. I think that it's great. It's great I what am. you guys are doing. I really think that by just making a space where, you know, where we, you know, young black men just talking, you know what I'm saying? Just just talking, um really creates a space for, you know, maybe the people out there that don't have that space. To, um, to come in and listen and just be a part of a conversation that's bigger than just themselves, you know what I'm saying? Um right, right. And, you know, I, well, I, I really that. enjoy yeah. that. And I, I want to, I, you, know, you know, to, all your, to all, all your viewers out there, man, um, just, like, just keep shooting for your dreams, man. Like, there's literally nothing impossible under this sun. There, like, if anybody has ever told you the sky is limit, they lied to you because the sky goes on forever. So there's really nothing that's impossible, man. I mean, just one
2: of my yeah, one of my favorite song lyrics is actually one that came out of a recent album. Uh, it was DJ Drama and Tyler the Creator's uh, collab. Mm-hmm. DJ Drama said, "Y'all say the sky's the limit, but the sky is just what we stand on." right to reach to be (laughs) to reach to be you know what i'm saying and that's yeah that is that's the that's what that's what we want to get across like we just that's what we're standing on you know what i'm saying so we do uh we do appreciate having you on here uh josiah and thank you for giving not only your experience but your perspective as well um, to the rest of you.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Experience Points Podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Please feel free to leave a review of this podcast on whatever medium you are listening through. This helps us as a podcast get better by using your feedback to help us improve and make this one of the best podcasts that you listen to. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and until the next episode, peace.